the future of photography. How are you doing? Um, good, good, good. New New Year, New Year arrived in in a blast. <laughs> as in, as in traveling, and honestly, in, we're recording this before I travel, so uh, we are pretending. indeed. Yes, <laughs> just pretending. You, yes, so it, but it, it's okay though. Yes, New Year arrived in a blast. Well, I, I I wish you well on your travels. I know we'll keep talking while you're away, at least at least when we can to record these fine shows for the ladies yeah. and gentlemen that listen. We'll do our best. <laughs> but but uh, at, le- at least we're making sure that that at least for the beginning everyone gets a show every week. So um, indeed, what did indeed. you bring us? What did I bring us? Well, uh, yes, I, I brought uh, well, I brought a number of themes for today actually, um, which which I'd like to talk to you about. Um, mostly, it's about lighting. Partly, it's about renting kit. Partly, it's about experimenting and having fun. Cool. You know? all good stuff so i i have a i've developed a little bit of a a a holiday tradition recently um of renting some photography equipment okay and that i have uh i think a lot of rental houses do this but there's one in the uk i'll give them a shout out because they give me a good service uh no affiliation but hireacamera.com is who i use um and they have a uh, they have a close down over christmas and new year so uh, this year my rental was 11 days for the price of two. Oh, <laughs> that which means they they are not working over the holidays and they'll just they just want stuff to be out there too. Yeah, to yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so th- so this works for me because of course, you know, I'm not a professional. I don't have any need to 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 go and rent things that cost many hundreds of that uh, hundreds of pounds, you know, to to rent uh, for a day or two. Um, last Christmas, Christmas 2017, I rented uh, a big long lens that I don't have, uh, which was good fun. Uh, and this year, I rented an LED light. Mm, okay, uh, uh, one of those continuous lights. Indeed, yes, yes. Now I have a couple of small ones, um, but I've never never had a, a big one, um, and I, I've been thinking for ages about buying one. And of course, you know, rental as a try before you buy kind of exercise is also uh, a, a pretty good thing here. So, so uh, you know, I'm just, I guess, I'm a little bit of an advocate for rental uh, in a way, especially try before you buy. And if you just want to have some fun, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, do you ever rent anything particularly? Uh, no, I'm not a renter. I borrow stuff sometimes from from other people, but um, not really a renter at this point. I. I know, maybe I'm old school. I kind of want to keep my music collection to be mine. I don't want to rent my music, that kind of stuff. So maybe, uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, different mindset here. Fair enough, fair enough. So but anyway. It's, it's cool this for trying things out. It's cool. And I had loads of fun with it as well. Lots and lots of fun. Um, it was so so. What I rented because the, the the product itself is relevant. So what I rented is a thing called a Westcott Isolite Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, which for the Star Wars fans among us looks like a short lightsaber. <laughs> yes, I, I I used one. Yes, uh, you've used one. Okay, and uh, for for the non Star Wars fans, if you can imagine uh, a, a a cylindrical pole uh, about two feet long, or maybe that would be sixty seven, maybe about seventy centimeters, maybe a bit longer than two feet, where one part of it is handled with a battery in it, but most of it is is a light. Um, quite a nice light actually the ice light god that's going to get difficult to say isn't it <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, it's a it, it's a battery powered LED. Uh, it puts out I think um, uh, fifty six hundred Kelvin, so it's a daylight balanced light. And uh, it comes with a, a number of little gadgets that you can have it. So it has a, a little plastic shield you can put across it that turns it into a tungsten light at about 3200 Kelvin. Uh, it comes with barn doors so you can shape it a little bit. Um, and it comes with a whole load of marketing as well. <laughs> yeah, Westcott is <clears throat> good at that. By the way, I, I, I can tell you why I'm not a renter, because... There is not much of the the gas left in me, the the gear acquisition syndrome, you know, what the, the thing that lots of photographers have. Um, because I, uh, for the German podcast I do, the Happy Shooting podcast, um, we have a sponsor who sells all these kind of things, and we get to test a lot of that stuff through the sponsor. Uh-huh. So it, it means that I've had my hands on like all the different kind of lightsabers and stuff. Um, and that kind of, yeah, I, I don't have that itch as much anymore to try out new things because I do it all the time. So maybe that's why I just don't rent. I I, I have a lightsaber kind of thing. Um, actually, two of them, but both of none of them is the Westcott one. Um, I got the, uh, might call it the budget version, the Yongnuo <laughs> one. Are they good? Um, very good, actually. Um, not quite as even. The the ice light, I think, is very well diffused, so you get this one uh, column of light. Mm. Whereas the Young Nuo, you can see the individual LEDs, so you have a bit of these micro shadows that LED uh, yeah, right. lights yeah. do. Yeah. But then the Young Nuo has color LEDs as well, so you get you not only get to change the the white balance on it, but you get to if you want to make it blue pink green orange oh, right. okay. all different sorts of colors so it is a bit more versatile than the ice light uh, light quality wise i'd say the westcott is probably better um but not so much better than the, the, not not good enough no not much enough better to justify the higher price for me yeah okay all right well there you go there's a good um buyer's guide advice there <laughs> <laughs> so but anyone I, who I wants to, to get I, their hands on one of those light sticks the young nuo is the y, yn360 is and we're not affiliated yeah. but um that's the one that i have that's interesting i have um a whole drawer full of uh young nuo speed lights mm-hmm. um, i find their speed lights to be pretty good uh and certainly for me um yeah you know, the fact that you can buy four of them for less than the price of one, um, you know, uh, um, higher branded uh, light is is makes it more versatile for me as well. Interesting. OK, so uh, so that was the, that was the thing. Um, and this wasn't supposed to be a product review uh, show, but uh, <laughs> it was actually more about the experience. And, and, and of course, you know, our standard question, which we'll come to in a bit. But um, my experience of shooting with this was great, um, you know, uh, and I think it, it confirmed or reconfirmed for me that actually you need to think about light in a different way when you shoot with these things, with LED lights particularly. So for those of us that have, uh, I don't know, grown up or cut our teeth on, on speed lights or studio strobes or something like that, um, we're used to having quite a lot of power available you know, in terms of light, we can blast stuff. Um, if you get stuff bright enough, um, you can even blast the sun away, really, um, at times, if you were doing shooting outdoors. 
Um, and yeah, that that for me defined in in my early experimentations with with lights, uh, particularly speed lights and and things like soft boxes and umbrellas and stuff like that. In my case, uh, it kind of defined the style. Uh, it was very much a right. I'm gonna I'm gonna set the light for this, um, and yeah, and it's gonna be my light and, and not any other light that creeps in oh, from so, from the rest of the room or anything like that. So so you let the artificial light be in charge and uh, overpower the rest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe with a cloth backdrop or or something like that. And then, and then I graduated a little bit to shooting with speed lights outdoors, and 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 there you can have some <laughs> there you can have some fun because uh, although it, it's the technically it can be a bit trickier if it's um, but I do have a camera. I, I spoke about it a few shows ago. My 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 future classic, uh, the Fuji X twenty, which has a leaf shutter, which you could which can synchronize. Without the need for high-speed sync, it can synchronize flash at a two thousandth of a second. Um, and uh, yeah, for those that like Fujis, uh, if you any of you that have a Fuji X one hundred, that can do the same uh, because that has a leaf shutter as well. Whichever version of the X one hundred you have. Um, and for those of you that like to shoot film, my Bronica has a leaf shutter in it, Yay! but the, sadly the shutter only goes up to a five hundredth of a second. <laughs> but that's still twice the shutter speed that, or half the shutter speed, I suppose I should say that um, the others, uh, other cameras can do. So, so that I, I did that. But but coming back to the the LED lights, um, I've been uh, inside a lot because it's been midwinter uh recently uh certainly here in the northern hemisphere and uh during the period i was renting this of course was the christmas holiday period so i was spending a lot of time with family having you know dinners and and time together and, and stuff like that so i was using it for shooting indoors um and that's a good thing because these led lights uh in my opinion are not really powerful enough to shoot out with outdoors anyway they they wouldn't add anything other than a kiss of light to somebody who was already outside um and so so inside was the way to go and it made me think a lot about the the way i was shooting and how i would use light because of course when you're inside um it, it, and it's a dark time of year there are a lot of lights on already um and uh what perhaps um filmmakers call practicals <laughs> which is basically as far as i can figure out not being a filmmaker myself uh, but as far as i can figure out the term practicals is basically uh, any lights that are part of the set so uh, yeah. if you were in somebody's home it might be a lamp uh if you were out and about somewhere you know if shooting a um it might be a big tv advertising screen it might be um you know it could be uh colored christmas lights in the streets at this time of year but generally or, or, stuff that is visible in the scene right yes yes visible visible in the shot absolutely and not uh not standing on a standing on a stand off off camera um uh, and that's that's what gave rise to the the title of the show today blend don't blast because i found that what i was needing to do and enjoying doing was blending my led light with what was in and around the spaces that i was in which meant that even though it's not the most powerful light i don't think i ever had at any point a use case for using it at full power <laughs> It's true, yeah. You you often just need it to to change the scene slightly, to add some light here and there, to uh, maybe even to mo to motivate a practical light. I mean, that's what I've seen filmmakers do. You have like a 
a light in the background, a, a, a desk lamp or something, which is just there to be visible and to add to the scene. And then, but that light doesn't really add anything to the character. So they would have off camera, they would have another light source near that, which would then be much stronger and and cast a light onto the side of the head of the actor. So uh, kind of give it some help to give the the practical light some help. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and all of which came to mind as I was doing all this stuff. And it was really good fun. It was a different way of seeing light. And, uh, and I think there was a point of learning for me, actually, which is that, you know, uh, often I've looked at these these lights, you know, when I've been researching stuff and wondering what toys to buy next um, and thought to myself, oh, I'm not going to buy that one. It's not very bright. You know, it doesn't give off enough light. Uh, and actually, my I think my point of learning here, it, or one of them anyway, um, was that actually it, that depends on what you're trying to do with it. And, and it is, you know, tools for tools for jobs, isn't it? So or horses for courses. It's, you know, if you want to be able to blast stuff, well, you're never going to be able to do that with an LED light as they exist at the moment. Um, there are some very, very bright LED lights now which video makers and filmmakers use, but uh, they're still not, I don't think, at a level where you could overpower the sun. Not really, <laughs> um, uh, So I think, it, I think it's definitely one of these things where I, you know, I, I, I think it's a bit more of a gentle a bit more of a gentle light in terms of you know blending it with what you've got or uh and possibly shooting at uh slightly higher isos although i was just shooting around 800 um and so you know that 800 iso with a reasonably wide open lens you know at about f28 or something like that so you know it wasn't anything that was particularly um a constraint for me it wasn't getting to me to the point where my i was starting to get lots of camera shake or anything like that it was just a different way of doing things and that got me thinking as well and here we are here we do get to the question you know our, our standard question what does this mean for the future of photography because it got me thinking i'll i'll start because i've got a little list here <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll start uh with, with a couple of questions i think um is is this and i'll link it to something that's very popular on the internet there we go we'll start with start with that we see i see a lot of uh youtube videos or blog posts and things like that that uh at the moment that under the title of something like make your photos more cinematic <laughs> or do you know you know cinematic production and and, and stuff like that and and uh the vast majority of those seem to be about um using split toning tools <laughs> in post-production to get a, to get a, a, a teal and amber split tone um uh, now that that's that's obviously a vast simplification but there's another element for me which is if you dig deep enough into into these things into into the blogs and into the youtube channels you find people who produce content based around cinematic lighting often these are people who are um dps directors of photography uh, and there's some great podcasts out there uh, that, that talk about things like this and even do lighting breakdowns and stuff like that uh and there are youtube channels as well um so my question my first question is that um are we all going to start lighting our photographs like filmmakers do of course we are <laughs> of course we are really honestly uh, is it that easy okay okay so so, so my, my take on this uh if i may i'm for me it's always interesting to see how 
more accessible how how when things get more accessible the how how they begin changing the landscape and uh continuous lighting led continuous lighting is one of those things because we used to have only the flashes and the flash just is hard to learn because you have this you, you don't have a what you see is what you get situation right you have the the brief burst of light and then you have to look at the photo and you have to um correct the placement of lights say, oh no this is too bright on the left eye let me move that a bit to the side a little bit away and you know you, you it's a it's a trial and error thing for uh new photographers using flash and then um the the continuous lights came along and they changed this whole teaching i teach workshops i teach studio workshops as well and doing that with continuous lights just teaching people how to see light with the actual light source um is just so much quicker it gets people so much more interested in our artificial light because it's accessible to them and uh, so i like this because it helps get people interested because they have a very quick success they have a it's a very motivating um experience to be able to do that without having to like spend a week trying to figure out how that flash thing works and uh, the result is people doing more of that because they are more interested and that creates a bit of a an avalanche you know people see more of those kind of photos and they are getting more interested and they find out it's really not that difficult and then um they try themselves so we are moving towards that at least for some photographers um mm, interesting interesting because it's it's hard right um it it's really hard uh because for one thing it takes a lot more thought um uh and effort to set these things mm -hmm. up um for for me uh, one of the differences is that you have to think a lot more three dimensionally Mm -hmm. um you know typically a photograph is a two-dimensional thing um but when it comes to uh cinema let's say or filmmaking it, you've got to think about everything in in the place not just lighting your subject nicely <laughs> you've got to think about oh what well, how do i light the picture on the wall in the background or how do i make that lamp look like it's actually doing something or, or how do i make sure that all of these things blend together nicely without clashing and how do i manage the color of all of those lights so that i don't get a mishmash i can't handle later on so there's it's really really a lot of thought that needs to go into it and it's and and it's harder it's much harder work requires much more setup and uh, that's not going to be for everybody um it's not it also be for it also requires you to take more equipment with you it does it does and so yes do i buy the the one big light um which i might buy because <laughs> it was fun uh do i then have to go out and buy a whole bunch of smaller lights to use as these little practicals things you have to stick in corners and places and and, and really create some three-dimensional space for for the settings for my photos uh, all of this um, by the way for me sounds like a huge amount of fun and it also sounds like something i will rarely get the time to do <laughs> But I, I, I am intrigued. So I do have this question about are we all going to? I don't think. I think a lot. I think there's a lot of uh, creativity to be had there. There's a lot of fun. There's a lot of yeah, to, to be had there. Um, I, I'm not sure it's going to be for everybody. Not everybody prefers to be mucking about with lights in the same way that I do. Um, so it's a 
it's interesting. It's interesting. And and then I have to just put in here, there was a time, I think it was probably about two years ago now, that I visited uh, the Harry Potter movie studios, Uh uh, which is just outside London. Um, And they had some lit sets uh, in there. um, and, And they were very keen for you to take photographs of them um uh and you know and some of them were of some quite uh, what would have been tried to be quite small spaces where you know the in- insides of rooms and stuff like that on the movies um and uh they were the, i very quickly lost count of the number of lights that were hidden in and around the you know the beams of the cottage or whatever it was that i was looking at right so it's not going to be for everybody but i do you know what, the, the other question i have and this is something yeah i i think you might have a view on as well is um is this just another aesthetic trend is it you know uh, are we going to go uh back to blasting away the sun and things like that and you know when you get those really very hard lit photographs of athletes these days you know you're often with you know very bright in the uh, stadium in yeah the sides. i know, yeah, I know stuff exactly like what you're talking about or, yeah. or that whole sort of you know i don't know uh late 80s early 90s studio look which was very much about sort of blasting light all over very the over the top kind of <laughs> yeah yeah so so what, what do you think is this a, is this a, a is the democratization of the tools going to change things for for a long time or do you think this is just a trend um, I think in, in short term, it's a bit of a trend, like HDR, like other kind of things. But um, I think in long term, what, what it's going to do is more people, because it's more accessible, more people will be interested in working with light. And then they might get an LED light and they might play with it. And it mightn't be the thing that they will carry around with them forever. But it is um, it's going to get people to to work with light to think about light to to change their the way they they think when they take photos and um even if you don't use that light you will probably be out there looking what the light does you will probably be out there seeing that white warning oh wait a minute this is a reflector it's bouncing light in from there so if i take a portrait i will place my subject next to that wall to make that kind of a natural light source so the available light photography um it offers so much but you have to kind of learn first what light does and uh and how the sizes of light sources and the colors of light sources and the and the direction of light sources influence what you do and then and then once you get that under your belt um it's yeah the world is open to you but th- those those con- continuous light sources are a great learning tool in that respect mm Do you know, that's a really good point about the impact it can have on shooting with available light. I, I it's certainly, I mean, th- this was a point for me, which happened a few years ago now, but certainly it, th- that, that was something that I learned is like when you're out and about, Oh yes. Yeah. Stand somebody next to that reflecting wall, you know, or, or the, um, the, the classic uh, North light window kind of light, you know, that, that sort of thing is, is always a good one. And, and I've noted that, uh people in my I- extended family have started doing similar because they've seen me do it 
<laughs> so I probably mentioned before that in some ways I have the role in my family as the the official recorder of family events <laughs> because I'm the photo enthusiast, right? And I suspect a lot of our listeners have that uh, as as a thing in their lives as well, which sometimes is a, absolutely a blessing and sometimes is a real curse. <laughs> true, very true. <laughs> Uh, but it is, uh, you know, I, I've, I've noted now that people in my extended family were, they want to take it. Can I take you? Oh, you look great in that. Can I take your photo? All right. Just step over here towards the window so I can get the light. And if it's children, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll just, they'll crouch down now. And they may still be taking shots on their phones and stuff like that. But I think hanging out with me is by osmosis over a long period of time. <laughs> they've actually started to pick up on some stuff about lighting. Um, and it's ambient light and it's use of ambient light. So I, I like that. Actually, do you know what? I hadn't really thought of that as a learning point from working with these LEDs over the holiday period. Um, but that's a good point. Maybe, and, yeah, maybe, and, yeah. And if photography changes for a short time to the light blasting thing, it goes back to the artificial looking 80s lighting, then so be it. But it will, it will spawn more, more photographers who know how to, how to judge light and how to use it. Mm, yes and it would be easier to learn now than it would have been in those days because yes. in those days you had to shoot a polaroid to see if you got your light right <laughs> trial and error you... with film is a very slow process yes <laughs> it is uh it is and uh these days uh yes at least you get instant feedback on the back of your camera yeah. uh, so anyway there you go there were some thoughts some thoughts for you know so some learning points for me i think it was worth you know e even if all you've got folks out there is a is a torch uh you know <laughs> a, a, a flashlight and yep. you bounce it off a white wall um you know just uh, just have a play um uh, uh, and if you have access to, to continuous lights then have a bigger play because that's exactly what i'm going to be doing <laughs> awesome <laughs> All right, episode 62 of The Future of Photography is in the can. We'll be back in a week from now with a look at a, a, a modern look at stock photography. Till then, take care. Bye. Adrian, we are not done yet. Ah, yes, we forgot. <laughs> yes. And, oh, I should, no, we were no, talking we about this it. just we, earlier we as well. We didn't forget, we just tucked it at the end. So here oh. we go. Um... Uh, we still have our little, well, it's not a contest. It's more a show your pictures to us, uh, to everyone else in uh, kind of thing. The TFOP now, TFOP now um, pictures that are the photos that you take with a smartphone and use all the technical possibilities that that affords you, all the apps to edit, all the... Um, yeah, the, the, the fun little things you can now do with that camera in your pocket. And yeah, T DFOP now, the our celebration of all things computational and, yes. uh, and making and breaking pixels. Uh, you know, <laughs> for you, it's more breaking, I guess. Uh, for me, occasionally it's breaking. Sometimes it's making. I'm, 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 uh, I've got some some films in the lab. I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to actually playing with some of the the stuff that comes out of there. <laughs> but I've also, of course, been using digital cameras over the holidays and uh, as well. And you know, looking for, uh, and playing with some of those so yeah so so uh, you have posted a few i have posted a couple uh mm -hmm. but our listeners have also posted some and i was just wanted just to quickly acknowledge a few of them uh toby one kenobi shared a screenshot that he converted to a tiny planet picture which is an interesting application of the tiny planet 
things. Um, yeah. Normally those are landscape shots, but in this case it was a it was a screenshot, which looks weird but funny. <laughs> um, that was on Twitter. Also on Twitter, uh, user Charui C H A R O U I posted the TFOP now hashtag only without a photo. Maybe you forgot to attach something there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the most stuff we got back was an Instagram uh, user forced the line did a double a beautiful double exposure on on a pixel phone on a google phone uh henry o'brien had two photos um one is uh uh one is one i think was titled old soldier and that had a mm. lot of layers to it and one that was colorful squares like a zoom blur effect very interesting looking and then there was right eye free who did a composite using the Photoshop Mix app. And then he added a flare into that with the LD app. And then he worked a bit more on this with the Visco camera app. And um, very cool stuff. And then there's this... Un Who's that underscore ADE968 <laughs> user on Instagram? Oh, that'll be me. That'll be how, me. How on earth did you come up with that? with that name the well well okay well that's well there, uh, there, there is a story to both parts oh, really? of it, actually okay. there is so that so the the first one we were we talking a, a little bit ago about commodore 64s yes anyway um we're, we're back in the 80s when i first started playing computer games with my little brother sat at home um you could only put three characters into the high score charts uh -huh. <laughs> now my brother's name is ian right which was really frustrating because he could fit his whole name into those three letters <laughs> and so that's originally where the abbreviation of my name for, to, to aid came from because that's what i used to put in the 968 actually is a reference to a car i used to race but uh, that's another story okay so those those, those of those of our listeners who are into cars will probably know what a 968 is <laughs> Anyway, you posted a couple of pictures uh, uh, more on the glitchy side. Uh, yeah, there was a cut. Yes, um, there was a couple on the glitchy side, which were which I was having fun playing with. Uh, there was one which uh, using not the LD app for a flare. There was another app, and now the name escapes me. Um, I will try and look it up as I'm talking. Uh, where where I'd added some uh, some great. Um, this one particularly is good for anamorphic style flares. Mm, you know those, okay. those horizontal flares uh, okay. that you get particularly from uh, uh, using anamorphic lenses. Um, lens flare, it's called. They. <laughs> That's a really obvious that name. Very very unimaginative. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so it's uh, but it's um, uh, lens flare is is. Uh, one of a, a small handful of apps done by one particular developer um, and there's, there's some interesting stuff there um, but yes uh, that's that was that was iPhone stuff uh, I happen to have that on uh, but yeah it's it's been it's been interesting seeing what people do with it I look forward to seeing more so yes let's have more 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 posts please more <laughs> expressions of uh, celebration for the technology that we have well, uh, listed it with the uh, posted with the hashtag tfop now so Look, can, can, I, can, I, can i tell you about the two that i did oh yeah go for it because the first one is uh, a screenshot i took uh, literally a photo of a screen with photos on it and 
Um, I took this with, I have an iPhone XR, which has only a front-facing 3D camera. And I use that, um, I use the Focos app on that, F-O-C-O-S, which is an app that lets you change focus and uh, add motion, uh, add, add depth of field and that kind of stuff to it, which was... Uh, fun, which is lots of fun to play with if you have one of those iPhones that does a 3D. I'm not sure if Focus is on, on Android as well, but if you have a phone with a 3D camera, that is a ton of fun to play with. And the second one that I just posted recently is a black and white photo of a uh, little pier uh, mm, on sure a that, lake, yeah. which um, I, I was trying to, how far can I push this with just a regular on board means no no external apps no nothing so i use the camera in the iphone to shoot that and then i use the um the long exposure effect to flatten out the water which is built in there just swipe up and it's there and last but not least i use just the photos app to change the contrast a bit make it black and white and it turned out really nice so um, sometimes mm. you don't even need a lot of ex- a, a special gear and stuff but uh, the onboard stuff that is in your phone might be plenty to do what you want to do so when you do when you say about the the swipe up and it's just there is that did you shot that as a live photo yes, that's then what, and what you do chose Ah. You, you you take a live photo, you swipe up and then you have these looping effects and mm. bouncing effects and then there's the uh, the long exposure, which takes the I don't know three four seconds that it pretty much captures and melts them, and and puts them together into a long exposure shot, which looks very good. So interesting. Very. I hadn't thought to try that. That sounds like that sounds good. Yes, I should have to try that myself. So yeah, let's all celebrate what our phones can do computationally, and the hashtag for that is TFOP now. T F O P N O W. And the moment we find one of those online, well, we not just talk about this on the show here, but we will also repost it if we can on Twitter um, or give it a like on Instagram. So make sure you share. All right. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) We are at the end of this episode. Talk to you again next week. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.